Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to the final segment of Live Mike before Labor Day. Yeah, we're going to take a break on Monday. We're going to take a break on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, enjoy the time with family. I hope you are able to do the same. And uh, I'll tell you what, st- still looking to fill some of the holes in my agenda this upcoming uh, Labor Day weekend. Have a few things planned, uh, but uh, but we're still looking to fill the rest. So you know what? 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Why don't you shoot me a text? Let me know what you're up to, uh, and maybe I'll steal one of your ideas, uh, and I'll take my family out, and, uh, and you and I can hang out a little bit. Uh, still looking to fill some Labor Day plans. 57500. Uh, most any Labor Day plan will involve travel. Uh, so many of us will be uh, visiting uh, family, maybe we are going to hit the road for the long weekend, whatever it is, uh, there's a high likelihood that you and I at some point over the next few days will find ourselves on uh, one of Utah's roads. And so joining me uh, to talk a little bit of highway safety uh, is Lieutenant Nick Street with the Utah Highway Patrol. Uh, Lieutenant, sir, how are you? Doing well, Lee. How are you? I- I'm doing all right, and uh, I'm particularly grateful to you for joining us. Uh, w- w- what's the big message you have for uh, motorists on the Utah roadways this coming weekend? Well, we're coming to the end of our 100 deadliest days, and that's traditionally the time uh, between Memorial Day and Labor Day. And Labor Day weekend last year was was fantastic. We didn't have any fatalities uh, on Utah's roadways and uh, zero lives lost. We, we want a repeat of that, and... Uh, we're hoping to show uh, the public that the troopers care uh, about their safety, about the overall public safety on Utah's roads, and, and we're going to be out there in force uh, with over 120 uh, DUI enforcement shifts going to be worked over the next few nights and also over 90 enforcement shifts targeting, you know, the, the things that uh, uh, the big mistakes people make that end up costing uh, Utahns their lives on our roadways, and those are not buckling up. Uh, excess speed, driving distracted, and, of course, impaired driving. Uh, you, you mentioned you have these DUI blitzes uh, coming up uh, starting, what, tonight at uh, 9 o'clock, 120 uh, extra shifts uh, made up of officers, troopers, and deputies throughout uh, the state, 19 different agencies. Uh, I, I have a question. My, my family, we're not, uh, we're not drinkers, uh, but we will be out on the road. I've always wondered uh, what, the, what the good answer to this question would be. If I'm out on the road, uh, I've got my, my hands appropriately on the wheel, I'm uh, traveling the speed limit, but I see someone who is, for whatever reason, maybe it's impairment or injury or for whatever reason, is driving erratically, what's my duty not only to my own safety but then to alerting authorities? What do I do if I see someone driving erratically, basically? 
Well, if, if you're by yourself and, and driving, I, I trust you have your hands-free device capability so that you could, you know, dial 911 with being able to do it hands-free through Bluetooth in your car. Um, let, let our dispatchers know what you got, and uh, we will dispatch an officer to come intercept that vehicle. Uh, we may need you to stick around to, to sign a witness statement, but typically if their driving behavior um, is egregious enough and the officer pulls in behind them and sees the same uh, pattern that you saw that prompted you to call 911, uh, they won't need that, and, and the officer can take appropriate action from there. Stay driving alongside them or near them to, to inform authorities, or what do I do uh, in terms of keeping an eye on them? Or is there anything? Um, do? Yeah, the, the dispatchers will typically give you, uh, uh, you know, the, your, it'll be up to your discretion if you want to continue to follow them and give live updates as to their location. Yeah. And uh, they'll have you, as an officer gets close, they'll, they'll typically have you put your hazard lights on so that uh, the officer can better identify uh, you following the suspect vehicle. And then, uh, um, you know, at that point, the dispatcher will let you know if they need you to pull in behind the officer or, or just continue on. All right. Uh, we have seen more frequently than ever, maybe even, uh, you know, because there's uh, less travel on the roads due to this COVID stuff, we've seen uh, some excessive speeding over the past little while. Talk to me about some of these 100 plus mile an hour uh, uh, stops. Yeah, it's been very concerning for the Utah Highway Patrol, the the uptick we're seeing in people kind of getting a heavy foot. And, um, you know, I've been out there doing enforcement, and I, I've talked to people that have uh, been in excess of 100 miles an hour. And, and I, I don't know if it's just a, the fact that we have a lot on our minds, uh, a lot on our plate, but but people are, are forgetting the the simple fact of looking down at their speedometer once in a while and making sure that that vehicle's not getting out of their control. Um, it's really easy with modern cars to increase speed and not really notice that you're increasing that speed. I would strongly caution people to utilize, uh, to watch that and utilize the vehicle's cruise control when um, you're, you're out in uh, open roadways. If not, it's something you need to be looking at every few seconds while you're moving down the roadway and uh, just be careful not to let distractions or life's distractions or anything else in that vehicle cause you to uh, get that heavy foot and increase that speed. You saying that uh, you, you've pulled folks over and they say that they accidentally drove over a hundred miles an hour. I, you know, I, I honestly, I have, and it, I do feel that for the most part, their uh, excuse was sincere mm. um, that they just, you know that one of one person I pulled over was having a conversation with a passenger down on I-15 in Juab County, and and they were just so in, enraptured in their conversation that they were over 100 miles an hour and not paying attention to uh, to that speedometer. Um, and it was a nice newer uh, sedan and uh, probably not that difficult to do. I, I think I get that. I had a rental car once. Uh, I got like a, a super free upgrade into some kind of super luxury thing. And, and I looked down. I, I wasn't quite at a hunt. Well, I shouldn't admit this. Uh, I, I read in a book once that the driver was looked down and, and saw, oh, my gosh, almost 100. Uh, so I get that. I get that. A car, maybe it's a new one to you. You're unfamiliar. Uh, I can see the speeds getting up. Uh, into that. Uh, so uh, lots of eyes on the roads this weekend. Uh, Highway Patrol will be out in force. Um, uh, I guess that's it. Any any final messages for folks out on the roads? 
yes, just make sure, take care of those simple things. Buckle up every time your, your vehicle's in motion. Get your passengers to do the same. Uh, that in itself mitigates a lot of the risk that, that we see on our roadways with uh, the fatalities that we see. A lot of people aren't buckled up. Uh, after that, watching your speed, giving yourself time to react, and, and just driving better, paying attention. And uh, maybe something to leave with everybody is if everybody drove in a manner that facilitated everybody else getting to where they're going, uh, we'd probably be out of the job. Uh, well, uh, th- there are some folks these days that wouldn't mind that. <laughs> uh, th- thank you for your time, uh, Lieutenant. I'd also add uh, distracted driving. Put the phones down. I, I see too much of that myself uh, when I'm out driving. Uh, put that phone down. If you're in the driver's seat, you got no business having a phone in your hand. Uh, Lieutenant Nick Street. Absolutely. Thank you so much. With the Highway Patrol, it's Labor Day weekend. Uh, Let's be safe. Uh, A few more moments here before uh, we part ways. Uh, Let me just again say to you, I I am so grateful uh, for the time you've spent with me, not only today, but uh, but every day as we've been broadcasting this radio program. Going to take a a few days off, the long weekend. You and I will get back together for episode number 181 uh, next week. Looking uh, forward to that. Uh, I want to look backwards uh, a little bit at some of the topics we covered today uh, and make a few last parting points. Uh, Number one, we discussed uh, endorsements and whether or not you find yourself uh, moved or motivated by political endorsements. Uh, I didn't have time to share with you my own thoughts, which are that no, 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 uh, endorsements don't sway me. Uh, And I think that if we are to rely entirely on endorsements, that we are doing a disservice to uh, not only ourselves, uh, but also our right to vote, right? Uh, We ultimately bear the responsibility for evaluating uh, the candidates, and we should do so uh, with as direct information as we can extract from them as possible. Let's not rely uh, on others to do our thinking for us. So that uh, is my final thought on endorsements. And then also... On this uh, suicide prevention, it is Suicide Prevention Month right now. We discussed uh, this with a uh, with an expert on the topic who works in the VA, saying that it is a clear and present problem, uh, and that there are resources available. So, if you or someone you know uh, is in some sort of distress, seek out those resources. Seek out uh, the ways to help because uh, it's a heartbreaking thing. Uh, when when suicide or thoughts of it creep into uh, your life or the life of those you love. Uh, raising awareness for that uh, is, is a young man right now, Russell Larkins, running across the country. A uh, good example of physical fitness, good example of using his abilities to raise awareness. Such a great issue. Uh, that's it for me. I'm signing off. Filling in for Jeff Kaplan today is Maria Chaleos, and she brings to you Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news here ahead. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.